0: Today's devotion comes from the Gospel of John, the ninth chapter, verses 1 through 12. As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me, while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. Then he went and washed and came back, able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is not this the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, go to Salome and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, <clears throat> excuse me, they said to him, where is he? And he said, I do not know. This is the sixth sign or miracle in the gospel of John. The healing of a man born blind. The disciples ask a question. They ask, who sinned this man or his parents? That is how this story opens. Who sinned, this man or his parents? This question reflects the theological view of Palestinian Jews at that time, that a person's suffering was connected and due to their sin. In Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20, we get the reference to the sin of the parents. Ezekiel proclaimed, the person who sins is the one who will die. The child will not be punished for the parent's sin, and the parent will not be punished for the child's sin. Righteous people will be rewarded for their own righteous behavior, and wicked people will be punished for their own wickedness. So there had been this view um, that you could inherit sin from your parents, and Ezekiel is making the point, No, indeed, you will die of sin because of your own sins. So there is still the connection to sin, but it's not according to the parents. In Exodus 20, verse 5, we have this reading. If I can find it here. Let me begin at four. You may, you must not make for yourself an idol or any kind of image or anything in the heavens or the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord God, am your am a jealous God who will not tolerate your uh, your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon the children, and the entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. So here you have the perspective that it is passed on from the parents' sins. So this is the theological argument that seems to be driving this. Um, This Exodus passage highlights the the alternative theological perspective from Ezekiel. Um, And we also know that during this time, Jewish scholars argued that it was possible for a child to sin even in the womb If one can imagine that Um, in Psalm 58, get to that here, uh, verse three, uh, there is an interesting reference to um, sin uh, in utero. And um, why this is important is because this particular text is used um, by many Jewish scholars at that time. Um, Let me read this uh, 58 uh, verse three: These wicked people are born sinners. Even from birth, they have lied and gone their own way. So um, the the reference being that they were born in sin, uh, being that the sin occurred even while they were in in their mother's wombs. And why this is important is because uh, this text is used to make the point that Esau displayed sinful inclinations from inside his mother's womb so we have all these different theological arguments going on about sin and uh, jesus challenges his disciples and us as readers to reassess our theological assumptions if we are thinking along those lines jesus seems to challenge us to focus Not on who sinned, but to focus instead on what what might be revealed through the sinner if he were to be made well. Think about that. To focus not on the sin and who's responsible for it, but rather to focus on what what might be revealed through the sinner if he were to be forgiven, if he were to be made well, if he were to be made whole. Jesus is not denying that sins can bring about negative consequences. But he is also saying that not every single thing that one suffers from in this world is the consequence or the result of sin. The works of God will be revealed in this man and the restoration of his sight. So it's not just the sight being restored, but it's the works of God that will be revealed through this man and through his restoration of sight. So there is something something much greater here that God is going to reveal to us. And Jesus is doing the work of his Father because he is the light of the world. It is still day, but night is coming, Jesus says, when no one will work. Could Jesus be pointing to the cross here? Is that the allusion to the night when no one will work? Jesus will completely submit to God. The disciples will scatter. The followers, especially the women, will be attentive to him through their weeping, perhaps their praying. Is Jesus helping us to see the cross? Meanwhile, the neighbors are the first to notice that the man when he returns is able to see. They ask, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Yet other neighbors were sure it wasn't the same man. They say, no, but it looks like someone like him. Meanwhile, the man clarifies it for everyone. I am the man. We began with the question, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? that he was born blind and Jesus is clear in his response neither this man nor his parents sinned but the assumption continues to be driven that someone sinned who was it and there will be a, um, a focus on pointing that sin upon someone. Yet Jesus is the light of the world and the light shines until the crucifixion when the world once again goes dark and it will be dark until Jesus's resurrection and the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is when the light returns. As John's gospel began, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. In John 1 verse 5, we could look at that as the introductory statement about Jesus and we could look at that as the conclusion about Jesus. The light of the world, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. The cross did not overcome it. The light continues to shine. So how has God called you to let your light shine? I pray that God will bless your reflection upon this devotion and that God will bless your day.